It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, it's pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Postcast as the Utah Jazz defeat the Philadelphia 76ers 109-84. David Locke along with Ron Boone coming to you on Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. By the way, there's a really good podcast up on Locked On NBA with the coach, an anonymous coach, talking all about the NBA and all the teams in the league. The day the Jazz did exactly what they were supposed to, the biggest win of the year against the Sixers, and the Sixers are 0-6, and they haven't won a game in November since 2013, and they haven't won a game where they trailed in the fourth quarter since two years ago. They're like, oh, in the last 64 when they trailed in the fourth. And all these things, except the fact that they took Cleveland to the wire, they took Orlando to the wire, and as you said it well, Ron, you want to make sure you're not the guys. And the Jazz did a good job of that. Yeah, anytime a team has a streak and, and you, you want to be a streak breaker, but you don't want to be one of those teams that break someone else's streak. And, and Jazz came in, and I, I thought they were well-focused and ready to go in their first time. Uh, in that first quarter, you know, they were able to outscore them 30 to 24, and, and I think everything started from there. The important thing on back-to-back basketball games, I think, is getting off to a pretty good start there in that first quarter. You know, watching this team both the last two games, they are the better team in both games, and they just kind of played through the game. They almost had a belief that I haven't seen out of them in the past, and I might be making too big of this deal out of this, but they, it seemed to me they had a little bit of a belief that if we just do our stuff, we'll be okay. We're good. Do, do, are you seeing something similar to that? I, I'm seeing that, and I'm seeing it on the offensive end of the floor, and I, and I think Coach Snyder sees that as well. He knows this is a very good shooting team, and all he has to do is make sure he puts together the right game plan to the point where guys are getting the shots that they got yesterday and the shots that they got tonight. What he's concerned with is, is the defense. And you notice how hard he's working on, on, on defense in practice, trying to make sure that, that uh, you're just not going out there trying to outscore uh, teams. You just can't do that night in and night out in this league. You made an interesting comment in our radio postgame show about the shot distribution. Could you share that with everyone? Well, it, it, the, the, the offense is geared for a lot of guys to touch the basketball. And, and if you run your good routes and you run uh, and, and you execute, you set good screens, you're going to get good shots. And right now you're looking at the number of guys that are pretty close in shots attempts in, in the game. That shows that the team is pretty much balanced. Uh, that shows that the guys that you want getting the most shots are getting those shots right now early in the year and 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 you have to like that this was a unique game in the sense that okafer and Embiid are playing back to the basket post favors and gobert were far better than they were they, they were better than they were and and you know as uh shelvin mack uh said in, in the post game there that this is a team that plays with their backs to the basket. The Jazz have a team that can play with their backs to the basket. They knew what they were they were getting into. Both of these teams, uh, uh, you know, with Derek Favors, uh, who like who can play with his back to the basket, but it, it, they were just prepared. Uh, even though they didn't have a um, shoot around the day because of the afternoon game yesterday, they were pretty much 
ready to play and got the job done. So Derek Favors went through the offseason very conservatively, trying to keep his body right, not get injured, and and got stronger. And they really viewed, I think, the training camp for a chance for him to get in shape. And then he lost training camp. So it's been clear that he's been out of his regular game shape. Tonight, I thought, at times, for the first time, we saw the bounce. We saw some second jumps. We saw some things to me that looked like Derek Favors. I, I think you just hit it on the head, those second jumps, that those, that, that second effort uh, that you need to you, you jump, you come down, you immediately go right back up with some elevation because you, 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 uh, you're strong enough to get it done. Uh, I think he still maybe gets a little tired going up and down the floor, but you know sooner or later that's get to the point where he's uh, his, his at second wind steps in and, and he'll be able to to um, you know withstand that. Rudy got in foul trouble much of the night, so Derek had to play 30 minutes or 29. He had 16 points, 14 rebounds, he had assists and three blocks. The Jazz had 11 blocks, which was a would have been a high for all of last season as well. The key stretch to me of this game of interest came when Rudy got the foul trouble early in the third quarter. And the one question I think, at least that I've wondered about this team, is if you're going to play. I think the Jazz envisioned Rudy playing 32 minutes a night. That's kind of the number they want, don't want guys to ex- exceed. And so then Favors is going to play. 16 minutes a night as the center probably another 16 minutes or so as the power forward and then he has his 32 and then Lyles or Joe Johnson or Boris Diaw or whatever lineup is playing the other four minute the other minutes at the four and the question of whether this team's going to be elite defensively is going to come down to whether or not in those other 16 minutes when Derek's at the five they can be as good defensively as they generally are when Gobert or when Gobert and Favors on the floor. And they did exactly that today in the third quarter. And that's where your team defense will come in. And, it, and it, what it's really going to boil down to is who you're playing. Uh, and, and can Derek, Derek be effective enough to the point where he can take advantage of maybe an undersized center or uh, a center that can't stay with him. And if there's a center that he has a problem with, then that's where the team defense is going to come in. I'm sure that Quinn Snyder's looked at that, and, and he's probably so far ahead of us uh, thinking about what he'll do in situations like this. But, you know, Derek, once he gets in shape, and I was with, with you and, and Quinn, when this team is just totally healthy, we'd like to see just how good this team can be. Well, the Jazz three-point shooting, again, a large part of the story as well. 11 of 19, 58% from three tonight. They just kind of keep rolling, and it's interesting to watch. It's too small a sample size, but it is interesting that they got their best probably offensive player in Gordon Hayward back out on the floor, and those two nights the three-point shots have been wide open. They've also played two not very good basketball teams in the Knicks and the 76ers. The 76ers are the worst team in the East, and I think the Knicks are really going to be 12th or 13th. So this has not been a big test. Charlotte will be a big test next. Then Orlando's playing very well. They've won three in a row, and Miami is always tough with Eric Spolster's uh, team going on. So the Jazz will match up three more. They'll get the day off tomorrow. This has been Postcast. Remember, Locked on NBA is available to you, as well as Locked on Jazz. Coming your direction uh, tomorrow morning. Well, maybe. We'll have to debate whether Lockdown Jazz might take the day off tomorrow. In fact, Lockdown Jazz is taking the day off tomorrow. We're leaving at 6 a.m. We have places to go, Ron Boone. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Ron Boone. We're taking Ron. I'll tell everybody. We're taking Ron Boone to Pinehurst for his 70th birthday that was this summer. And we're going to play golf. Be happy for me. Bye.
Rejecting the screen has been retweeted by Kobe, Dame Lillard, and Vince Carter. So it's fair to say you should give it a shot. I'm Noah Kozlov. And I'm Adam Stanko. Rejecting the screen hits your feed every Tuesday and Thursday. On Tuesday, we talk hoops and a little bit of life. On Thursday, we go ISO with a guest. Stories from anyone and everyone who has touched the NBA with tales we promise you've never heard before. Find Rejecting the Screen right now wherever you get podcasts and hit that subscribe button.